coming up on 5-Minute News. Florida and Texas use flights and buses to disperse migrants. Mississippi governor claims Capitol's water is safe to drink. And Zelensky says mass grave found near recaptured city. It's Friday, September 16. I'm Anthony Davis. Republican governors are escalating a fascist tactic of sending migrants to Democratic strongholds without advanced warning, including a wealthy summer enclave in Massachusetts and the home of Vice President Kamala Harris to taunt leaders of immigrant-friendly sanctuary cities and stoke opposition to the Biden administration's border policies. The governors of Texas and Arizona have sent thousands of migrants on buses to New York, Chicago and Washington DC in recent months, but the latest surprise move, which included two flights to Martha's Vineyard on Wednesday, paid for by Florida, reached a new level of political theatre that critics derided as inhumane. Upon arrival in Martha's Vineyard, where former President Barack Obama has a home, the asylum seekers, who are predominantly from Venezuela, were provided with meals, shelter, health care and information about where to find work. Lawyers for civil rights, based in Boston, said it was providing free legal services and investigating whether Florida's governor may have violated human trafficking laws if it turns out any migrants were sent against their will or duped into taking the flights. The president of the League of United Latin American Citizens, Domingo Garcia, said that some of the migrants sent on buses from Texas to Washington, D.C. were tricked. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said the flights to Martha's Vineyard were part of an effort to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations. The Florida legislature has earmarked $12 million to transport unauthorized aliens out of state. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said on Thursday that federal officials were not told in advance by the Republican governors who sent the migrants to Massachusetts and Washington. The governors, however, did alert the media, who were there with cameras, to report on the deportations. After nearly seven weeks of being forced to boil their water before drinking it or using it to brush teeth, people in Mississippi's largest city were told on Thursday that water from the tap is safe to consume. But Jackson's water system still needs big repairs that the mayor said the cash-strapped city cannot afford on its own. Republican Governor Tate Reeves and Jackson officials said in separate announcements that the state health department lifted a boil water notice that had been in place since July 29th in the city of 150,000 people. However, a State Department official, Jim Craig, said households with pregnant women or young children should take precautions because of lead levels previously found in some homes on the Jackson water system. Emergency repairs are still underway after problems at Jackson's main water treatment plant caused most customers to lose service for several days in late August and early September. Reeve said the water system remains imperfect. Jackson is the largest city in one of the poorest states in the US. The city has a shrinking tax base that resulted from white flight, which began about a decade after public schools were integrated in 1970. 
Jackson's population is more than 80% black, and about 25% of its residents live in poverty. Like many Americans, Jackson struggles with an aging infrastructure, with water lines that crack or collapse. Lumumba, a Democrat in a Republican-led state, said the city's water problems come from decades of deferred maintenance. Ukrainian authorities found a mass burial site near a recaptured northeastern city previously occupied by Russian forces, President Volodymyr Zelensky said on Thursday night. A mass grave of people was found in Izium, in the Kharkiv region. The necessary procedures have already begun there. More information, clear, verifiable information, should be available tomorrow, Zelensky said in his nightly televised address. Oleg Kutenko, an official with the Ukrainian ministry tasked with reintegrating occupied territories, said videos that Russian soldiers posted on social media indicated there were likely more than 17 bodies in the mass grave. We haven't counted them yet, but I think there are more than 25 or even 30, he said. Izium resident Sergei Gorodko said that among the hundreds buried in individual graves were dozens of adults and children killed in a Russian airstrike on an apartment building. He said he pulled some of them out of the rubble with my own hands. In his address to the nation, Zelensky invoked the names of other Ukrainian cities where authorities said retreating Russian troops left behind mass civilian graves and evidence of possible war crimes. Sergei Bolvinov, a senior investigator for Ukrainian police in the eastern Kharkiv region, said that a pit containing more than 440 bodies was discovered near Izium after Kiev's forces swept in. He described the grave as one of the largest burial sites in any one liberated city. Russia's forces left Izium and other parts of the Kharkiv region last week amid a stunning Ukrainian counter-offensive. On Wednesday, Zelensky made a rare trip outside Ukraine's capital to watch the raising of the national flag at Izium's city hall. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends, and then teachers almost 20 years ago. Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? Or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. Just two friends having a lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts.